Hello friends, welcome back to Mediocre Medium. Happy belated Halloween, happy Samhain. Um, this episode will likely come out on November 1st, um, and I was feeling a little guilty about that because I ran out of time, but I realized that Samhain actually goes into November 1st, so it's still in season. <laughs> um, I took a basically a survey or I, I asked a question to my Instagram followers um, what their paranormal or spiritual story was that they wanted to share with me and I got two responses so I'm going to share those today um, but I also wanted to like talk a little bit about mine that I might not have shared on here yet and if I have um, and you've already heard it I apologize <laughs> But I wanted to kind of keep it in the spirit of the season. Um, obviously, we all know what Halloween is. You know, it's more of the modernized version of the holiday where kids go out and get candy and people dress up and all of those things. Um, but if you don't know what Salwin is, it's basically it stems from Gaelic and Scottish tradition um, of it's based in the pagan religion um, which I want to preface with the fact that like I think that the Christian specifically Catholic religion has really kind of demeaned the idea of paganism you know and made it sound really scary and all of that and I think the beauty of modern paganism is like you can kind of make it whatever you want right so um basically Samhain is the essentially like the new year for pagans it's you spend your time typically around fire of some sort and you are welcoming in the winter, welcoming in the new year, um, and it's a good time to make resolutions like you would on December 31st, you know, for typical new year. Um, but they also say it's when the veil is the thinnest. Now, I don't know how much I feel that. I... I don't notice that much of a difference at this time of year in that regard. I honestly feel like the energy is much more potent in the spring for me personally. So maybe it's per person, I don't know. <laughs> but I it doesn't feel any different to me right now. Um So anyway, on that topic though, I wanted to talk about some you know paranormal stories so I'll start with my own um like I said I'm not sure if I've shared this on here before but when I was little like real little um I think before the age of six I had an imaginary friend and I say imaginary very lightly because at the time, I really thought he was real. I 
had my parents set a place for him at the dinner table. I remember swinging on my swing set with him. And I remember the day that he said goodbye. Like, I can remember it still. So, I have a lot of these memories from that time. But I think as we get older, we kind of chalk it up to like, oh, what an imagination I had. You know what I mean? So, um... I've kind of brushed it off, but like, it's something that we still talk about in my family because even my parents were like, oh, it was so real to you. Like, it was, it was very real to you. And his name was Stanley. I very much associate the color red with him, so I don't know if I saw him in a red shirt or something. I don't remember that. But I remember the day that he said goodbye to me. We were on my swing set in my backyard, and I remember him saying, I have to go now. And I was like, okay, you know, uh, I was sad, but I wasn't like crying sad. It was like, it felt right. And quite literally, I never saw him after that. So to me, being an adult now, knowing the things that I know, I'm like, that, like, I don't think I would have made that up. You know what I mean? I don't think that my whatever aged brain would be able to say goodbye to an imaginary friend and truly never imagine them again. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I definitely chalk that up to probably being some spirit or maybe even a guide that was around me. And... If it was a guide, it certainly would make sense to me because I believe that you are kind of led by different guides throughout your life and um, you typically have like a couple that stay longer than others, but I do think that you are led by different guides throughout your life and I think having a child lead another child makes more sense, at least like the way that he presented to me, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I don't remember any other details. I just remember his name. I remember his asking my parents to set a place for him. I remember swinging on the swing set with him, like playing with him. Um, and I don't, again, I can't remember where that started and stopped, but I know it was around the age when my mom got sick from cancer so I think to me it feels like someone was either preparing me for that or protecting me from that or I don't know there was something there to me um but also I grew up in a like as far as we know it is an almost 300 year old house so could it have been someone that lived there at one point? Possibly, you know? Um, I know I've said before that there are no haunted houses, only haunted people, and I still believe that, but I also believe that some people that have passed are also drawn back to the places where they lived, inevitably, um, and I think I said the no haunted houses thing more in a way of like 
nothing is gonna scare you or like nothing is gonna like harm you i guess is my point in that like energy is all around us right and at least where i live in vermont like every place you live is going to be old <laughs> so someone will have lived there before you almost inevitably and the remaining energy from that is also inevitable so i would not be surprised if there was remaining energy in my parents house and i still believe that like I used to hear people walking up the stairs at night. Um, I used to see things out of the corner of my eye there. And, you know, who knows? Those could have been ancestors. They could have been people that lived in the house. Like, who knows? You know, I really don't know. Um, I know that it freaked me out when I was a kid because I <laughs> was a kid. <laughs> but I know that also, like, my parents would also always tell me, like, you have nothing to worry about like it's just the stairs creaking like of course this is all that house still has original wood in it so it is old and um you know they would just say like oh it's the stairs settling at night and all of that which i know what that sounds like and that's not what this was this was like one step at a time i would hear it and so i still believe that that was something I mean, I would get the hair standing up on the back of my neck from time to time. You know, like, that's instinctual. That is not just me being afraid of some creaks. So, I believe that there were probably energies in that house. Um, but it's interesting because as an adult, I don't feel them as much there. Um, I think I was probably a lot more open as a child. And I probably was like, I didn't know how to put any boundaries up or anything like that. So I would imagine that that's probably why, but also my parents and everything have lived there now for 30 years. So maybe they're just used to us. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's interesting to think back on because... It, we really don't know the full history of the house, and so we've tried to figure it out, but we, we really can't. Um, so that's pretty much the only, like, really paranormal type of things I've experienced. Um, as an adult, when I've connected with people that have passed, like, none of that feels, like, paranormal doesn't feel like the right word to me anymore um it feels spiritual which is why when i worded this question to my followers i asked what is your paranormal slash spiritual story because it doesn't feel as much like a paranormal experience anymore as it does just a spiritual experience it's it's something my higher self is accessing versus like me sitting here and you know being afraid of a ghost or whatever so i'm gonna read these and um i'd love to know your thoughts i'd love to hear from more of you about your stories and 
we could always make another episode out of this. I'm, I'm happy to continue with this if you guys like it. So the first story is from Rose. She put her name, so that gives me permission to read it. She said, when I was a teenager, I lived in my parents' basement. Just next to my room was what my parents called the spirit room, where they would do energetic healings for people I didn't know. They also would pass into the spirit world via portals. When I was a teenager, I didn't believe any of it. Then I started to notice what felt like someone sat in my bedroom window watching me every time I was in my room. I eventually mentioned it to my mom, who did some spiritual slash energetic readings, only to find out it was her father, my grandfather, who passed away when my mom was a toddler. He told her that he was very interested in me. I asked her to ask him to stop watching me because it was scaring me. And then it all stopped, and I never had that feeling in my bedroom again. So cool. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't feel cool at the time, Rose, but um, it is cool because it's it's really interesting that you didn't believe in it. And then he was like, hey, <laughs> hey, you should believe in this. <laughs> um, wow. Interesting. But I think that's a, a really important thing to remember, too, is like you can ask people to stop. You can ask spirit to leave you alone if that's what you want. And um, I would urge you to exercise those boundaries if that's something you feel like you need to do. I find myself being someone who's like, anyone can contact me anytime because I, I adore the connection. I crave the connection. Um, but if you are not like that, which is totally fine, there's no right or wrong here, um, you can certainly ask them to just leave you alone. Thank you, Rose, for that uh, story. I really, I really appreciate it. So the second story um, is from Anonymous, and it says, I moved into a new three-bedroom apartment with my kids. About a month after I moved in, I was awoken by my bed shaking. I honestly thought it was an earthquake, so I sat up and it stopped. When I woke up the next morning, I thought maybe it was a dream. Probably two weeks later, I was watching TV in bed, fully awake, and my bed started shaking again. Not a little, but a lot. I was terrified. The next day, I asked friends that were somewhat knowledgeable about the occult what I should do. They told me to talk to whatever or whomever was doing this and ask them to stop. A week after that, it happened again when I was watching TV in bed. I said out loud, please stop, you're scaring me. It never happened again. So interesting. Um, so cool that both of these stories really connect in the way that um, they both asked them to stop and they stopped, right? So clearly there's a message here of if you are experiencing anything paranormal or anything that you are not comfortable with or do not want, you can ask it to stop. But I'd also like to add that you can also ask it to communicate with you in a different way, right? So for example, this second story where spirit was shaking their bed, um, they if they really still wanted to connect with whomever it was, because my assumption is that it probably was a family member or an ancestor or someone trying to communicate something to them. Typically, spirit is not going to like fuck with you. <laughs> um, that's not a normal experience. None of this is normal, obviously, but that's not a 
common experience. Um, so the spirit probably wanted to communicate with them in some way. Um, so if they were interested in communicating with this spirit, they could have said, hey, listen, I'm okay communicating with you, but can you please communicate with me through the lights or something instead of shaking my bed? This is really not comfortable for me, you know? So I think it's something to keep in mind that if you are looking to communicate or if you think someone is trying to communicate with you, you can ask for the way that you want them to communicate. Like that's, you have the full ability to do that. And if you want them to stop, you also have the full ability to do that. I think that's why I have such a hard time with the, again, the haunted house, the, like, I don't know, the idea of like a poltergeist or something, like that whole idea to me just feels, I don't want to say untrue because I'm trying not to create limiting beliefs, but it feels like something that was fueled by whomever is living that's participating. It feels like it's fueled by their energy. So if they're not asking it to stop, if they're not setting clear boundaries, if they don't actually want them to stop, they won't, right? Like it's, we have, we have all the ability to do that. And again, like spirit typically is not going to like fuck with you in a way that is uncomfortable or, um, uh, not allowed, I guess. Like, you just have to make clear to them what you prefer and what you are comfortable with. So keep that in mind if you are experiencing anything like either of these people. And thank you again to the two stories I received. Um, I do think it's really cool that they kind of ended in the same way. So thank you. Um, if you would like me to do more episodes like this, I would be super happy to do so. I, I love, I love, love, love paranormal stories. I love hearing from people and getting their interpretation of what they've experienced in a real life sense. Um, I love fictional paranormal also. I'm a big, like, horror movie fan. I really contemplated doing an episode on, like, horror movies, um, somehow connecting to, like, real life experiences, but... That felt like a big undertaking and i don't know if any of you would be interested in that so i uh skipped on that idea but if that's something you're ever interested in please let me know um i love i love the art of horror movies as an artist myself i just i really appreciate them um but there was one other thing i wanted to mention so in regard to media um i have been watching a lot of like ghost hunting type things just out of pure entertainment lately whether it be on youtube or like watching ghost hunters um i don't remember where that streams but on a streaming service uh and this series that has come out around halloween by these creators on youtube sam and colby i was not ever into them they're kind of not really my style of creators but the they just went and stayed at the conjuring house in rhode island for a week 
and um, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I am not a believer in Ed and Lorraine Warren, and I, I hate to say the words not a believer, but I really don't get a good read off of them, to be honest. Um, it very much felt to me like they did what they did for the money and for the attention, sadly. So I never really believed the Conjuring story in regard to them, but these creators, Sam and Colby, went there and stayed for a week. And on their first day or two, um, it was like their first episode of this, so it came out last week, I think. This video was going like crazy viral because they met this couple who are essentially investigators that met through paranormal investigating and they are now dating like they're together but they found this method of communicating with deceased people by like holding hands or like connecting in some way with each other and then they get these knocks that communicate and they'll run through the alphabet and spirit will knock on whatever letter it is when they're trying to spell out a word I watch these videos with like truly the most skeptic eye and this one thing just really I was like no that's real like that's legitimate I could just I don't know I could just feel it and I think also because when they introduced this in this YouTube video um, what came through first was a family member it wasn't some spirit in the in the conjuring house it was a family member and that to me always indicates that something is legitimate at least as far as methods of communication go um because no matter where you are the people that are going to want to come through for you first are always going to be some version of your ancestors or someone close to you that wants to tell you something which is why i have such a i have a love in my heart certainly for like ghost hunting shows but i watch them for entertainment knowing that they're fake because if you're going into you know a quote-unquote haunted house if you're really getting communication the first thing you're going to get is not some random person that died in that house i just from my experience and my time communicating with people that have died it's always going to be a family member that comes through first so I just thought that was really interesting um I forced my boyfriend to watch it because <laughs> I was like okay you might not like these guys like they're not really our style um they're like younger you know mid-20s guys um but I was like you have to see this because this is this is real like I can tell it's real and I just I'm like this to me feels so validating as a medium like it just affirms something I already know to be true is that family members come through first um there is no like separate space like like there's this term of like earthbound spirits right that's not a thing to me um because once you pass like there is no earth for you there is no time there is no earth you have the capability to 
essentially astral travel wherever you want, but it's not even that. There isn't a word for it <laughs> in our language. It's just, you are. When you pass, you just are. And that means that you are in a place full of love, and you can also communicate to the people that are still in their human bodies. And those two things are not mutually exclusive. I hope all of that made sense. <laughs> it's so hard to explain the things that I've experienced through communicating with past loved ones in terms that make sense because it's all feelings, it's not words. So anyway, this series was really interesting. Um, I didn't really care for the rest of the series, to be honest. Like there was four, I think, like episodes they put out in it. Didn't really care for all those, but I did really like the first one just because of that method of communication being shown and um, what they were getting was just really, it's exactly what you get as a medium from your past loved ones or your ancestors. So um, that is the conclusion of my paranormal Halloween Samhain episode. Um, I hope you all enjoy this season and find the time to sit and reflect because this is a good season for that, especially as we go from fall to winter. Um, it's a good opportunity to kind of act like the, the hermit and uh, take some time for ourselves. So if you are into journaling or whatever, this is a really good time for that. Um, just a reminder, I have not been putting this at the end of my episodes, but I do tarot readings and you can find that on my Instagram, which is mediocre underscore eclipse. I actually have a link in my bio where you can fill out a form and purchase a reading. Um, I offer live readings or emailed readings and I pretty much have time for them whenever you'd like. So. If you're feeling called to get a card reading, I can certainly do that for you. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm hoping to put another episode out maybe next week or the week after. Um, so stay tuned, but I will talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening.